podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. My name is Daniel. Hi, folks. It's Carl Anka. We do the podcast every Wednesday. Ha! Follow us on the social medias, Twitter, Instagram. We're on Patreon, so follow us there. Carl, where can people get you? You can find my writing over on The Athletic. You can also find a new recent video I did on the overlap on YouTube with Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher. Have hope. Where can you be found, bro? Havehopeforballhots.com. Indeed. All the links are in the description, guys, if you care that deeply. Where do you guys want to start? Champions League. It's Champions League. As we're recording this, the Champions League is about to return. Let's talk loads about the Champions League, the Europa League. And even if you want to, or if you don't want to, let's talk a little bit about the Europa Conference League as well. Ugh. Okay, fair enough. Mr. <laughs> Hope. Mr. Hope. What do you yes, make sir. of the Champions League group stages right now? What, what is the Champions League tie, group stage tie that you're very interested in? Um, I mean, no, I, th- I think what everybody's looking at, I think, I think it's is it Group C, the one with um, Inter, Bayern, Barcelona, and Victoria Pilsen, who are probably going to get pulverized every, every by every single game. But um, actually, wait, let me put it because no, there are a lot of interesting groups because that's the obvious one. The Tottenham one is very interesting. So is the Liverpool one. Because the thing with the Liverpool one is Ibrox is going to be a very tricky place to, to go to. Because you say, okay, Liverpool are Anapoli and Ajax because they lost Anthony. Eh, but Rangers, man, I don't know, man. I think Rangers at home is going to be very tough for guys to go to, especially Ajax and Napoli. who are not really used to that kind of a crowd. Group A could be really tricky. You see, you look at Group D and it's like, Conte has a horrible record in Europe. And he's saying that Frankfurt, Sporting, Marseille, come on, bro. You you should make it out of there. But I just have this sticky feeling that Tottenham are just going to somehow screw that one up. You, know? you think um, they might not make it out of the groups? Yeah, I mean, something something wild like, like, like that could, could, could happen. And I think apart from that, it's like Group H is... Um, I'm looking at Juventus, man, in Group H. I'm looking at Juventus. I'm looking at Ben Benfica. Shout out to Maccabi Haifa, but I don't think they, they, they're doing anything. I think the really interesting group is Group A. I think yeah. people are... I think Group A is one, because of how Liverpool have started and what they look like, people say, oh, no, they'll switch on in the UCL. I'm like, Napoli at the Maradona Stadium, Rangers at Ibrox, and Ajax are just always good. So that's that's going to be a very tricky one. So, Okay, okay. Um, can I get an early prediction as to who you think is going to win the Champions League? Man City. Ooh. Okay. Any particular reason? It's not to jinx your boy Pep, so don't assume that. <laughs> but um, I feel that this is the year where it's either City or PSG. It has to be. And for me, I just feel like if PSG are just cost, so I can't put my money on Mbappe FC. City, because I just think that this is the year. And I think that two things, Haaland, and I think the competition isn't strong enough. I think Real Madrid have already, that that group has already done what they've done. Liverpool, I think that they've um, gotten worse. Chelsea, I don't think are strong enough. Barca have the players, but I just don't think they have the manager. Bayern Munich losing the Madowski was a huge loss. So we just look at the field and the competition. I think that City are in a strong position. So the best final, I think, would be City-PSG. I think that would be the best. If they could somehow meet in the final, I think that would be the most ideal final. I think those are the two strongest teams on paper. But the beauty about this thing is you could just find a team who, wait, what the hell are Islam doing in the semis? Oh, geez. What the hell are freaking Marseille doing in the quarters of the semis? So 
because nobody was looking at Real Madrid last last year. Nobody, and just I don't know, mm-hmm. it just caught wind, kept going, kept going. So it's going to be one of those things where it's like there's going to be a team you don't think will go far, will end up being in the same, and could just somehow pick up pace, which is what you do in a tournament, you know. So I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I'm also interested to get your thoughts as to how you think the World Cup's going to have an impact on the Champions League. I think that let's look at Neymar. If Brazil, let's say they go knocked out in the quarters, is he still going to have motivation for a competition he's already won, which is the Champions League? Because Neymar, I think he's a very kind of emotional kind of a guy. And I do think that him, depending on what happens in the World Cup, that could affect him. And I think PSG need all three. They need all three of them to to fire and say what's up. Um, Man City are good. That's why I say City are good because okay, yes, De Bruyne is going, Gundogan is going, Foden is going, but the but the big dog Haaland, he ain't going because he's with Norway, and I think that he can rest up, be fully charged, and then come back, and that's a fully fresh key player that City will have. How many other big time teams where arguably one of your best players, and that's being an attacking player, isn't going to the World Cup? Bayern, Man is going to the World Cup, um, PSG. All the front three are going to the World Cup. Um, who else do we have? Real Madrid, Benzema is going, Vinny is going. So that is a huge double for Man City that Haaland isn't going. And for the whole of, for end of November, most of December, nothing. Rest, chill out, sit back. So it's a huge advantage for Man City. And here's the thing. This is how things always work out. Oh my gosh, this is going to have a huge effect, going to have a huge effect. I don't think it's going to have that big of an effect. I just don't. So okay. let, let's say Argentina um, get knocked out in the semis of the quarters. Messi be like, oh, this to fully charge me up to say what's up. 2018 World Cup. Horrible, horrible campaign for Argentina. Absolutely horrible. Messi uses that. And for me, in my opinion, had, had in my opinion, his best ever season, which was the 18-19 season after the nightmare of the 2018 World Cup. So disappointments could actually have a positive effect come the, the UCL not, not, knockout. So, yeah. One thing, one thing that I forgot to say, man. One thing that I forgot to say. Here's the thing. If City don't win it this year, mm-hmm. getting Haaland, mm-hmm. what do you do? Let's try again next year. If you don't win it with a team who went to the final two years ago, should have won that semi-final last year, Mm-hmm. You now bought Haaland. You've also bought Alvarez as well. If you don't win it, I'm like, because I do, because I think that's for her, Pep, this is something that really bothers him, man. It bothers him a huge. Pep has a horrible poker face. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a horrendous liar. You can see right through his lies. You can see that. It was shout to my Nigerian journalist, I think, Omar, who said to him that. Um, People said, you know, you've not won the UCL without Messi and so forth mm-hmm. and everything that you need Messi to win it. And ever since that thing, you can see that's just been like um, a thought process that's just been going on in his head and so forth. And I think for Pep, he knows that, okay, yes, we've won the trophies and everything, but he knows that, man, I need to win this without Messi and Iniesta because they're guys like half of say, we respect you, <laughs> but you, but you did have Messi. I don't think that Guardiola is is necessarily un- thinking about guys like Have Hope or guys like Karl Anker or guys like Daniel Toluk. Oh, no, I, think he he the champ- I think he wants to win the champ. I think he wants to win the champ. No, 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 Carl. Trust me, 
He's thinking of Kalanka. He's thinking of Omar, the Nigerian journalist. He's thinking of half of. <laughs> he's thinking of all the Twitter trolls who are like, "You can't win it without Messi." Well, and I, I, I do enjoy the. I do enjoy the rumor that Pep Guardiola has a burner account because every now and again he does say something that just sounds like. Wait, 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 sorry, Cal. Do, do you want proof that he has a, a burner account? No, no, I don't. How? I don't. I, I absolutely don't want proof. I just prefer the conspiracy theory. Oh, no, no, um, no. But this is proof. I this think... is proof. He knows the name Fraudiola. How does he know the name Fraudiola if he doesn't have a Bonner account? How would he know, know, he know Fra- that name? Because because football people, people say that at the football ground, you know? No. Fraudiola seems like like chiefly Twitter. Yes. Fraudiola, Fraudiola, <laughs> Fraudiola, trust me, Fraudiola is used in football stadiums too. Um I will say what's interesting about City is the chances of Pep Brulette are now limited because he doesn't necessarily have the squad for it. This is a really small squad. It's 19, 19 senior players, maybe even 18. Um, keeping Bernardo Silva was a big thing for City. They've lost Raheem Sterling. They've lost Gabriel Jesus. So the ability for them to, to play wingers, quote-unquote, is dramatically reduced. A lot of their play has to go through Haaland or a striker by default. So as long as he doesn't muck around at the defensive midfield position, which he did in the Champions League final against Chelsea, I think we're going to get a very consistent City team. Can I turn your question? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, go go ahead. No, can I turn your question to hope to you? So who do you think is the favourite to win? Uh, I think City are the favourites. I think City are the favourites, but it's a bit like the NBA title race. Whoever's at the front of the pack before the season starts very rarely finishes at the front of the pack when the season ends. I think there's just a bit too many odd factors around City to get the Champions League sewn up at this point in time. I tweeted it before the Premier League season started. I went, Barcelona Barcelona are going to win the Champions League because football is silly. Um, that's my like gutless, baseless prediction. I think there's probably eight teams that can win the Champions League realistically. I think City have a very good chance. PSG have a very good chance. Uh, you'd be foolish now to discount Real Madrid. I think Chelsea have something to them in the Champions League. Liverpool aren't as good as they used to be, but I think Liverpool also have a very good chance. Bayern, now Nagelsmann doesn't have Lewandowski. Nagelsmann's going to do a lot of very, very strange things that can go either really well or quite badly. Your PSG, very, very strong as well. So I think those are the ones I'm talking about who are the front runners. There's just something, again, not based on XG or stats, whatever. I just keep looking at the Barcelona team and think it would be really funny considering all the things we've said about Barcelona and all the talk about financial levers and all the, we cannot compete um, if Barcelona just go off and win the Champions League. But then again, I would also wouldn't be surprised if Real Madrid go back to back again. So here we go. Oh, no, no. That's... Look, wait. Dark Horses. What do you... Surprise team. It's team that you say, how the heck did these guys get in the semifinals? Oh, I didn't see this coming. Can I name a Serie A team as a, as a Dark Horse? Because I was going to say the same I'm one. I was, I was, I was, do they wear red and black stripes? Yes. Have hope? Yes. I watched the Milan derby. <laughs> I, watched, I watched the Milan derby and they were they were phenomenal, weren't they? They were just so good. Rafael Leal is him. He's got next. He, he is a phenomenal football player. Um, this new midfielder of Ishmael Benesa uh, and Sancho Tonali is fantastic. And while there are question marks as to how the Italian teams can adjust to Champions League football, and I think that group, some of the groups they've been in recently have been quite hard, 
I'd really like it if AC Milan could reach the latter stages. I'd also really, really, part of me really desperately wants Inter Milan to get out of the groups because if, for that to happen, Lukaku needs to have, would have to have a great, very good group stage and Lukaku needs to have a good group stage because whew, he just needs some luck. <laughs> wait, 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 have you guys, again, now, I want to now be very careful because this is a tough thing to, to pronounce, man. Kvicha Kvrashkelia. Yes. I cannot say his name either, but yeah, it is a, that, that, that is a tough. It was, I mean, I think it's Kivrashkelia. Kivrashkelia. Yeah, yeah Kivicha Kivrashkelia. Like, Kivrashkelia um, is what I'm. He's supposed to be a really highly rated winger, and that's why I think that let's take a look at Napoli. I think Napoli can be another very sneaky team. Is he from Georgia? Yeah, he's from, from Georgia. Yeah, he's uh, Rory Smith recently said he's one of the most exciting players he's seen in ages. And he looks, if you're the sort of person that thinks uh, football has fallen off because everyone's turned into academy robots, Kivisha is the player that you want to watch because he, he very much plays like a man who hasn't been through a major academy. He does things that you would not expect a football player to do anymore. And he does things that would, I imagine would make a modern football manager say, don't do that or try and coach out of them. So he is one to get the blood pumping. Uh, I can't make heads or tails in Napoli this season. Their squad looks not great, and yet they're playing as good football as they did a season ago. So if you're a you know someone who likes fan atmosphere, I think Group A is the one to watch. So Look, but okay, let me throw in let me shout out to Quinn Quinn Lizzie. Excuse me? Quinn Lizzie, Quinn Lizzie. Um Rangers. <laughs> What do what do we what do we shout? Okay, look again. Let's not get political because I don't want to talk about this trust. But let's just focus on football. <laughs> <laughs> let's just let us focus on football because I don't want to bring the argument that me and my fam were having about you know race and all that kind of stuff. J- Rangers, let's talk about Rangers, man. Because Van Broncos, man, I like what he's doing with Rangers, man. He's I doing don't know. He's weird. It's strange in that Van Broncos is very you know, his record with Rangers in Europe is fantastic. And the fact Rangers reached the Europa League final last season was remarkable. In the league, Rangers are bad. I've seen Rangers managers sacked for, for the results Van Broekhoff is currently getting in the Scottish Premiership. I think, again, they've lost Calvin Bassi to Ajax. That Europa League run was good, but also asked a number of their players to basically play Super Saiyan. And I'm not sure those players can play at a Super Saiyan level this season. I think if you're Van Broncos, you're probably aiming for the third place finish in that group. But even then, I wish I watched not. Dragon Ball Z as a kid. There's too many <laughs> Dragon Ball Z references oh, that bro, I don't you, understand. You missed out, man. You missed out. Yeah. Missed out. I know Super Saiyan because there was like this video of this kid who would like scream. He's like, I'm going to do Super Saiyan. It's, yeah. it's a classic old school YouTube video. He was just shouting on the camera. But that's yeah. all I know. That's all I that's all I got. You don't know, no, I mean no look, I mean I, I think that um you know how they say like you know aim for the mountaintop but if you just end up if you get yep. blood, that's, that's reach right. reach, so, reach reach for the stars so if you fall you land on a cloud. There we go, there yep. we go. Kanye aim to come second. <laughs> no 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 Reno Ranger should aim to be like let's Ibrox is gonna be its tough place. I think Rangers can say something to to Liverpool at Anfield, like get a draw or something. Against Napoli, that's going to be be tricky. I think with Ajax losing Anthony, 
Alessandro Martinez, Ajax are going to have issues with, with Rangers, home and away. And also, Ajax, I just know, Dutch teams are notorious for being crap at home. I think Ajax is going to be an issue for... So, look at <laughs> Rangers. You beat Ajax at home, which I think you can. I think you can beat Napoli at home. Try and get a draw at Napoli and try and get a draw at Anfield. Fair enough. I, th- I think that could be something, you know. No, but right. okay, no, one, one last thing though is that group I do fear for I, I do fear for um I'm 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 terrified as to what Haaland could do in this group stage. Because I'm looking at Sevilla Dortmund and Copenhagen. Oh, yeah? I'm looking at 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 free food. Look at that free food, bro. <laughs> what about uh free PSG food. and and is it Haifa? Aren't they playing? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Maccabi Haifa. Maccabi Haifa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a conversation recently about why is there an Israeli team in UEFA. Which is quite interesting. We don't need to get into the history. Yeah, no, but... no let's, let's not. Let's not. Um, but, but, but what's it called? Um, what's, 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 what's... Yes. Cristiano. <laughs> <laughs> this mm-hmm. is our bridge to the Europa League. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is like, well, well, this I is see. like the same. Okay, we don't cross the bridge. We're just like sort of hopping up and down the bridge. So before we, we, we cross the bridge, let's just look behind us before we head over to, oh, oh, oh. this is what Cristiano feared is group h and group g because group h messi if messi is on it he could just go crazy and Mbappe could, could go crazy with a lot of goals specifically i'm looking at Maccabi haifa and benfica mm-hmm. the way Holland is playing because they're they're two records now so messi is 15 goals behind him all time and the record is i think 17 in one cam- campaign is it mm-hmm. 17 or 16 17 17 which is stupid Bro, Haaland is I still think those records will stand. Haaland scares me, man. That's what I'm saying. Haaland scares me. I don't I don't think Haaland will break the record for Champions League goal scorer. We know for now, we know that I think it's important to say Cristiano Ronaldo is 15 goals ahead of Lionel Messi in the Champions League all-time list. However, Lionel Messi is three ahead of Cristiano Ronaldo in the Champions League group stages. And as reported in the Athletic, um, during conversations when Ronaldo was looking to leave Manchester United, uh, it was mentioned that he wants to get into a Champions League club because he wants to score at least four goals in this year's Champions League group stage because he very much wants to be the highest goal scorer in all time in all facets of Champions League goal scoring. So um, that was guy, that was something that was being discussed. It was one of those things that I went, oh, that's absurd. And then I realized, well, if you're Cristiano Ronaldo, you don't score over 800 career goals by not viewing goals in a somewhat absurd fashion. So Manchester United will be in Group E of the Europa League group stages. They'll be playing against Real Sociedad, FC Sharif, the Moldovan champions, and Ormonia of Cyprus. I will be in attendance (laughs) for their... Europe, I'll be in attendance at Old Trafford on Thursday for the Europa League opener against Real Sociedad. I'll also be in attendance of their away game in Cyprus as well. He's uh, going quick to a question. party island. <laughs> Do they have a train track around the stadium in Omonia or no? You know, I haven't checked. Okay. Uh, or an Omonia, airport? Is there an Omonia airport are, are managed <laughs> by Neil Lennon, who's the former coach of Celtic. Mm-hmm. Uh, quick question for both of you. Mm-hmm. Do you think Manchester United will win the Europa League? You can't ask me that now. Do you know why? Why? You need to wait until who, until I see who drops down from the Champions League. Okay. 
Bingo. That's that's what so I always ask everybody. Never ask me who can win the Europa League at the start. Always ask me once the round of thirty two third space once the once the third place goes down, they're gonna say, hmm. Because again, look, if if Sevilla do their nonsense and step down, yes, United should win it, but Sevilla have that experience. You know, mm-hmm. so you can't look past the experience. So I have to look at those teams that drop down and now look at them and then stack them up against United and Arsenal. Look, let's be real Arsenal, man. Let's let's not look past Arsenal, you know, because it's like so I mean the current favorites for the Europa League at the moment are Manchester United, Arsenal, AS Roma, PSV Eindhoven. Oh bro, please get PSV out of here, man. P- nah, nah. Those guys are PSV also, out of there. We yeah, PSV but, out but there Roy is not with now. Fire not, if you wish. Uh, those, I think, those are the leading pack of the teams currently in there as well. Real Your mic Betis, sounds a bit low, Carl. Real Betis might be in there, however, they, I mean, Joaquin can only Who? keep playing. Is it Joaquin? Joaquin. Joaquin. He's forty-one years of age. Pro. I remember playing Pro Evolution Soccer four using him when I was a child. I remember when he in the, in the Auto World Cup, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. So, so, so can I just say, say one quick thing to do, a very, very quick thing. If you haven't done any exercise in months, please don't try and go up for any layups while playing basketball or else your knee will get busted up, which has happened to me. <laughs> so there you go. Apropos, you know. There you go. There you go. As Look, as, as, as long as I can shoot free throws, I think I'll be fine. But anyway, I can't move. No, 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 I can't move. I, my leg has to be extended as it literally. I literally, my, my leg is, is is messed up. Um, I go. I've got. I'm experiencing like soreness in my shins because I didn't properly stretch before going running the other week. So we're getting no, old, guys. Stretch. You we're have to stretch, bro. We, we, stretch. we are rapidly moving towards forties. Yeah, you have to. It's yeah. scary. Um, no, no, but I, I, no. I, I no. I had a question <clears> just just quickly because you guys brought up like playing old video games. So have hope. Recently discovered that EA aren't going to be making the FIFA soccer game anymore. What do you mean he recently discovered? This news has been known for more than six months. I only found out yesterday. So, 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 half hope said he wants Konami or 2K to to take over. Like, what's uh, this is a complete disruption from Europa League? But what should the plan be for footballing video games? So we know for a fact we're getting EA Sports Football 2024. Mm-hmm. Esports FC, yeah, uh, and there will be, and there will be a FIFA game coming eventually. Uh, but do we know who's developing it? Infantino. Infantino has promised us that it will be a fantastic game, but Infantino promises a lot of things. So I don't like that guy. No, no, no. Since my thing is that competition is always good. Again, basically, I, I use the example of Windows and and Mac. Windows was always Windows, Windows, Windows. I was like, man, Windows, 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 Windows. As always, use Windows, you know, viruses, getting computers. And then my cousin, who is a computer software guy, said, yo, cuz, you're, in, you're into media? Get a Mac. Nah, nah, nah. Mac is for you cool guys and everything. I'm a Windows dude, man. Windows, baby. Say, no, you're into media? Get a Mac. <laughs> Got a Mac? I don't even want to look at a, a, a Windows computer <laughs> right, right now and so forth. It has changed my complete. I'm like iMac, MacBook Pro. I don't want to look at a freaking Windows now. But you won't get an iPhone. But, but you won't get an iPhone. That's the nah, like... Bro, I'm, I'm getting close. Do you know why? Because I, I... Airdrop. Um, Airdrop. No, no. Notes. Notepad. No. Of course. Yes. I'm like, bro. And because it's all in sync like iCloud. So I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm tempted. So, but the thing though is, 
competition is, is very key. Yeah. Mon monopoly isn't good because my thing is that because FIFA had all of the licenses, they, they got lazy. Who the hell is going to play that pre game, which is the superior game, gameplay -wise? London Blues? Yeah, because people, would have, people, the regular person would rather get, would rather um, accept the limitations of gameplay as long as it's an arcade that is fun. If it has all the bells and whistles, as opposed to a superior game that is closer to football that doesn't have all the bells and whistles and so forth. So um, I, like, I mean, esports football, Pro Evolution Soccer was good until 07, and it got good again from 17 onwards. Mm. And now Pro Evolution Soccer doesn't exist anymore. We've got esports football. And the, what, the release that came out last year was a horrible, buggy, microtransaction-filled yes. mess. So there is definitely space for, an, for a new football game. There is a new football game that is in development. UFC? Um, ULC? Yeah, it's called... Ultimate it's called something. something. Yes. It's, like you, it's called like UFootball. It's called yes. UFC. Fell. Yeah, uh, it's called UFL, and this is coming out next year. And there's very little footage been seen about it, but um, there's much to be said there. Uh, but yeah, virtual football. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the Europa Conference? Have hope. Do you, do you have one last one last point? There's just one last very quick point, and I think Make it's it maybe quick. something that's quite sporting. People say that, hey, get 2K. Look, because I love the NBA 2K games and so forth. Blah blah. 2K will do an amazing thing. This is a very key thing because it's more like a footballing thing. Football is very complicated. All credits to NBA 2K and so forth, it is easier. Not easy, it is easier to make a basketball game than a football game. There are so many variables and there's so many intricacies in a game of football as opposed to basketball. You need to really have true understanding of how football works and a true appreciation to get it right as opposed to basketball, which is easier to get right. I mean, NBA 2K, bro, they've I got it. I don't think that's true. Um, but I, 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 I hear it. I, used, I hear it. So I used to love playing those two. I used to love those two K games, but now that it, it's just impossible to to. There's such a grind unless you go unless you buy VC. So um, I also made the mistake of buying VC once. I did it, and I immediately went, "Why did I do that?" What you know? Never, what anyway. I think we might have reached the point where just I might not just play. I might not play football video games anymore because. I'm I'm at an age where I remember where you you didn't you didn't have to buy stuff you just got mm -hmm. the game and it was good, it was but a, now they want the you box. to pay they, you you pay seventy bucks for a game, and then and then you have to include like seventy a hundred. I mean, Red told me some horror stories about and and th and this is a guy who is like is, you, you wouldn't expect yeah, <laughs> and the, and the number he told me that he spent on foot. Scary. I'm like you. Scary. So if Scary. if even someone like that can be tricked. Or hustled, or I don't know, just talked into it. I might be done with football video games, guys, which is sad. Uh, do you want to talk about the Europa Conference League stages, or would you like to talk about Diego Costa? I'd rather talk about Diego Costa. Okay, so let's talk about Diego Costa. Uh, so Wolverhampton Wanderers. So, 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 a quick thing. Do you believe he's thirty three years of age, Costa? Yes. I I say no. I. I don't, I don't believe he's <laughs> 33. Carl, okay. if, if, if Diego Costa was from Sierra Leone, would people believe uh -huh. it? That he was 33? Yeah. I don't think people, as many people would believe it because we know how insidious <laughs> racism works. Exactly. Anyway. Anyway. 
Uh, so, 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 so it's it's work permit issues, right? Wolverhampton Wanderers look to be Wolverhampton Wanderers spent a lot of money on a six foot seven striker whose surname I cannot properly pronounce. Please forgive me. This is your time to properly pronounce it if you know his name. No idea. I'm going to say Klasniac. Uh, no, it's not Klasniac. It's Kalid Kalid Kalid. Sasa Kalijic uh, from Stuttgart. He's six for seven. I was really excited for him to come. He tore his ACL in the first game. Damn. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Kalazic. 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 Thank you very much. Kalazic. Kalazic. Okay. So Kalazic comes in. First game. Big money signing. Does his ACL. That guy's out for a year, basically. Damn. The news came out of the weekend, as first reported by David Ornstein, that Wolverhampton Wanderers look to be getting in Diego Costa as an emergency loan. That was one of those things that I thought, hmm, that could go not great quite quickly. And then now, as we're recording this on Tuesday afternoon, it's been reported that the deal is being delayed due to work Oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think I'm, I'm hearing a bit of. I'm yeah, Carl, 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 yeah. do you do you have tabs open by chance? Yeah, I opened some tabs for the Europa League stuff. Yeah, close, close, close those now. tabs if you would. Yeah, 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 and then you can restart. Uh, what was the last thing you had? Something about work permits. Yeah, I think. The, the work yes. permits. Uh, so the the deal now. The deal now looks to no, to no longer be happening due to work permit issues. So Diego Costa might not return to the Premier League. How no, do you call, feel about call, this? I, I have a Were question. you excited about? No, I, I was going to say like, and don't 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 forget your question, but just a, a, a point of of clarity. If he's worked in the UK before, for a period of three four years, however long it was when he was at Chelsea. Why does he have to resubmit for a work permit? Like it changed? Had has has the legislation or whatever changed? Or I, I, I don't yes. understand. You have no, no. Look, like it's changed. Even if you work for a, a period of time, but you go away for a period of time, you you have to reapply because then that's why people try to become a citizen. Hmm. So, or because, oh, I've, even if you've been a workman for two or three or four years, if you're not a citizen of England, you still have to reapply again. That's why guys get that work permit and move towards trying to get citizenship. So gotcha. it is just what it is. Okay. But yes, your, your your question, Carl, was how do we feel about Diego Costa not being a, not coming? Yeah, yeah. How, how, how the prospect of Diego Costa coming back to the Premier League? How did that make you feel? I mean, I thought it was going to be interesting. I wanted to see what he would do against Spurs because Thank we know how how <laughs> because we we know what happened with between him and Conte at at Chelsea, where he just basically tested him like, "Yo, you can you can leave, bro." So I felt like that would have been cool. Him coming back to Chelsea would have been nice. I don't know if he ever got the proper send-off that his his time at the club would have warranted. So it's always nice when, when players come back. The Arsenal narrative where he scored against Arsenal basically every game. So there's narratives where Costa would have been, I think, central or at least what would it be? Yeah, just pr- primary or secondary narrative in, in particular games. So... um if we don't get that, that would be sad, but not devastating. I think. Another bit of footballing news. I'm quite 
interested in is uh, Paul Pogba's decision to take surgery. So, uh, as first announced by Juventus manager Allegri. Yeah, I don't know why I'm, I'm very wanting to say Anginelli there, and I went, "That's not it." Uh, Allegri not yesterday. Yesterday, uh, Paul Pogba felt he tried to train yesterday for ahead of Juventus's game. Uh, he felt a tweak uh, and was unable to continue. And it's become quite apparent that he cannot measure or he can't walk on that meniscus tear week to week. Amor knee surgery. There's as I'm as we're talking, there are 75 days to the World Cup. Yep. Um no no no, I think it's 70. Because yesterday they said that it's gonna take 40 to 60 days and there are 71 days till the World Cup starts. Okay. So yeah, I, I think. But hey, look, 70, yeah. 70. We're talking, like it's, it's going to be... Do we know when France's first game is? There is France's there, first game in 75 days? Or? <laughs> November 22nd, if, I think. If Didier Deschamps chooses to take Paul Pogba to the World Cup, Paul Pogba will not play another game of football until France's first game of the World Cup. Or until, you know, Deschamps decides to put him into the World Cup. Mm. Um, as we are talking right now, I want, uh, I'm going to start with Hope. Hope, do you want Paul Pogba to go to the World Cup? Yes. And, and and also, this is what I said, that the reason why I say this is because you have to look at the tangibles and the intangibles. I think that, let's say it takes 60 days. You can't play him in the first game. You can't play him in the second game. So you're hoping that this isn't a repeat of O2, where Zidane didn't play those two games and France screwed up and then it was like, oh, help us against Denmark, too late. So you're hoping that you can take care of business with Kamavinga and Tremini in those two games. Then he could play like 15 minutes in the third game, maybe a bit longer in the second round game, then he's now fully ready and sharp. But I mean, look, it's, it's a tough one because you have to be match fit. But my thing is that I say the intangibles because Loris is the... Where's the captain's armband? Mm-hmm. The spiritual leader is Pogba. Again, I'm speaking to my Croatian friend. And he said that even if Modric wears the captain's armband, the spiritual leader of that team was Manzukic. And having that true leader that everyone gravitates to in the dressing room is very important. In a tournament, those intangibles mean so much. Because those margins are so fine, those intangibles are way more important than over a league campaign. So I think just having Pogba there, because of how he is in that group and so forth, is very important for Deschamps. You know, so you have to take him. You have to take him. I think if they've left it too late, I'd rather he not go. Mm-hmm. I think just don't train, don't do anything on the knee. Like you've already won a World Cup, and he's young enough to where when the World Cup is in. North America, essentially, he he can still play. So, um, I, I was it two three weeks ago that they were deciding whether or not he should have the surgery, and I was like, bro, take the surgery. But that now that they've waited 20, 30 days, I do remember you saying this when yeah, the, like, when the injury first happened, you went take it, the it surgery. Would, it, he, he would be twenty days, or yeah, he would be yeah. three weeks already into his recovery period, which would then give him twenty more days of fitness training or whatever. And Deschamps would have a, a clearer picture. If you want to take him just as a cheerleader, as Half Hope kind of suggests, where he's important to the squad. And I think you can, I don't think it's 23 man squads. It might be 26 or 27. It's 26 maybe, now. maybe you spend one of those spots on him, but France are so stacked that they might not need him in that way. <laughs> you, just, you just take Chuameni, you take Kamavinga, 
if Conte's fit, that's your midfield. You don't need. Ooh, hold on, you say something. They don't need Pogba. Pogba they don't is. need him on the pitch, but they might need him in the group. But maybe he would just go anyway. Like, do you need to take him? You can take him as an assistant coach or something like that. If if Daniel if, if he, France can't, if he's the basically there for a cheerleader, Pogba. France. Can't I think that's. I think that's a very good point. I, I think Pogba is one of the very few players Didier Deschamps allows to dribble and pass into the final third. Uh, like a lot of their ball progression is sorted out via Pogba, and while Tuameni is is a very good football player, and Kamavinga is a very good football player, I don't think they have anywhere near the passing range of Paul Pogba because I don't think there are very many football players with anywhere near the passing range of Paul Pogba. Mm-hmm. But man, I, 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 it just remind I just can't shake the feeling that this is Mtiti all over again. We, so exactly, we have we have the a factual example of what happened. Yeah, when you put risk on a knee that would probably otherwise not be played on. Yep. And where's he's at? Where's he? Let's say where's he Lecce, at? Even. In in Italy, he's playing for milk. Wait, 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 wait. So are you going to say that Umtiti shouldn't have gone to the World Cup? No, I'm, I'm not saying no, 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 that. No. I'm just saying that you have to understand the risk of what happened. The risks of 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 what happened when you do that. If if winning a World Cup is that, or playing in a World Cup is important to Pogba, then understand that this is the risk. You're probably going to fuck your knee up. I think, I mean, what's quite sad is Paul Pogba is probably never going to be the same player he was in 2018. Right? He had a he had a really bad ankle injury. He's like, he played with a broken foot for Manchester United in 20, 2019. Mm. And he just doesn't have that explosive burst of pace he used to have when he was dribbling from deep. Can I add uh, one more point, Carl? Because yep. I hear you, and, and all of those skills and assets that Paul Pogba had were on display last year at the Euros. Paul Pogba played his ass off at those he was Euros. The best, but it, he was the but best it still player wasn't until enough. he went to extra time. Yeah, It wasn't enough. Like He played spectacularly well. He was For me, he was the player of the tournament until Switzerland did what they did. Yep. But it still wasn't enough to win France that game yep. and the competition eventually. So even if Pogba miraculously gets his surgery and he's and he's fantastic in the World Cup, that doesn't mean France win. You might say that's the only chance they have to win, so it's worth the risk. But for him on an individual level, I think you have to think he's, what, 28, 29, somewhere in there? 29, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at players like Modric, who are 36, 37. Like, if you want to extend your career in the 2020s going into the 2030s, you can, but you have to take proper steps. And this doesn't seem like a proper step, or at least this is it's the right step, but it's 30 days too late. That's just me, though. <laughs> but here's another Do question. It. Here's another question for you. Daniel, you said you don't think Paul Pogba should go to the World Cup. Do you think Pogba is going to go to the World Cup? Yes. And Hope, you said he should go to the World Cup. Do you think he's going to go? Yes. <laughs> All right. There we go. There we now, go. okay, yeah. now, okay. We didn't talk about this last week, but I want to know your guys' thoughts about this. So, oh, Lord. we 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 all have brothers. Oh Lord. What would happen if you found out that your brother was snitching on you, and one of the oh, things boy. that he snitched on I you about know. was a witch doctor, and you buried a hyena in the middle of the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> this story is is nuts. What what is what is, what is your guys take as, as as people with brothers? I don't know what I'd do if my brother did that to me. Oh, I don't man. know. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I just, like I'm speechless. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know what it would be. There's, there's so much of this story that 
know, sad. No, 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 because you guys were so close. Because we always see you guys all together as like mm. the three. You go and so support him with mom and everything. So all all because again, we don't know what what is true, what is not true. So I can't even have basis because I have, I have no evidence. All it is is that damn, how did it get here? That's you, all you can say is how did it get here because we don't know the details. So we can't we can't make any assessment. Go ahead, Carl. Yeah, it's it's really sad. I think I said this last week about I just feel for the thing that really gets me is, is Pogba's mum and the fact that Pogba's mum in in like the, the the statement from Paul Pogba and Paul Pogba's representatives was also Pogba's mother saying we we expected this and I am always as I get older and I spend more time talking to my older relatives and I spend more time learning more about my heritage as a West African I fine conversation about juju and, and which doctor less ha 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 that's funny and more well that that is the really you know that is the sort of thing my people did before the colonial powers coming and i don't know every single family member i have i don't know everyone who's related to me but it would not surprise me if some people when they say I'm going to pray for you are not necessarily praying to a Abrahamic white, version of white, religion. Why Jesus? Yeah, <laughs> shall we say, right? Not everyone's gonna pray to that thing. Um mm. and, and especially when you when we talk about which doctor is such a opaque term and there's it exists on a spectrum. So I'm not really gonna talk too much about that. What I what does get me is the fact that we know for a fact Paul Popper had already given money to these blackmailers, right? That's already been released in the statement. That's come out. That's been quite well known. That it's not the fact that these people just came to his house and asked for thirteen million. It's also the fact that he paid a group of individuals at least a hundred thousand euros previously. So this sounds like this is a, has been a consistent, concentrated money scheme from people close to Paul Pogba for a while. And that's quite sad. Do 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 you want to know and I, I know think... that brother is tripping though, Carl? What? He's a twin. And from my experience with <laughs> twins, twins don't operate by themselves. So there's 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 Matthias and then there's Florence. Look at you look at you coming for twins. I think I think what's no 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 again, no I, I no, know, no no I don't know no, all no, the no. facts. Oh let, 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 let me know what I'm saying is I think this brother has gone so off script because twins normally operate together, which means if he's by himself, he's really tripping that he mm-hmm. couldn't get his other brother to join whatever thing that they're in. So he's 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 gone off some deep end or he's being used by people in the neighborhood yep. against Paul Pogba for their own end. And, and And maybe he has closer ties to people that are in, you know, the suburbs of France, which we know are no no kind place so questions how many did we get two what makes fabrizio romano god's herald when it comes to all things transfers related from black emoji god's herald that's funny 
he works really hard. He right. works very hard. He, he, you know, I think there's a there's a fantastic article. I'm name dropping him again in True Talking Tactics Star. I'm always name dropping Rory Smith. There's a really good article in New, from Rory Smith on the New York Times about Fabrizio uh, and his career and how he started off working essentially for free for two or three websites. Had a, a very good meeting with some people in Italian football and worked up a contact base in Italian football has now slowly worked up a base, not just in Italian football, but all around. Um, both him and David Ornstein, who I work with, are very good, very hardworking journalists in a very, 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 very difficult part of football journalism. Because everyone on this podcast, everyone here, understands that a lot of football transfer rumour is fake mm. or just won't happen. Um, and, and to to go out there and have uh, a more than fifty percent hit base, or to be able to break transfer news before the football clubs can break transfer news, is a real skill. Um, so I'd say, what makes Fabrizio? So you don't think he's a tap-in merchant? I don't really like entertaining that nonsense. <laughs> um, okay, um, make it make it brief because I, I want to end with everybody. No, no, can, hope, so. hope. Hope, keep going. Keep going. Oh, no, 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 I think hundred percent. I think look, man. I mean, my thing is. You, he's he's gotten to a place where when he tweets out, you know it's real. Because that's for me, like, literally the first thing I do every morning, because I have it saved, Fabrizio Romano, Twitter. That's the first thing I do in, in, in the morning. First thing that <laughs> wow. I do. I wake up, Fabrizio Romano, let's see what's the latest. Before you shower, before wow. you brush your teeth, yeah. before you no, wash no, your face, before, no. Fabrizio. Before you even say time, you I need to, in case it's, it's a big news, or do I now need to do a video quickly? So the first thing I do, I have my phone. Fabrizio Romano tweets, what is the latest football news? Is there anything big breaking? What's trending? Oh, who's been sacked? Marina, what the hell? Oh, damn it. So that's the first thing I do. And look, he's walked up to a place where, as Carl said, once he tweets it out, you know it's real. So you don't have guys who are just like tweeting out just for like, just, just like spraying guns. This guy targets, shoots, <laughs> aim, boom. He's, guys are just like, spray spray bullets all, all the way around you know that when he tweets out you know that thing is real he's not trying to be the first just for the sake of being the first so that's a great place to be where i can take my my time i don't need to rush things you can rush things because you need to try and get traction i can chill 100 verified boom and guys like me wait boom and when he's when far tweets out that's when it's real that's a great place to be. So you have to respect that. You schedule a video for the YouTube page once Fab has oh, tweeted. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Time to make a thumbnail. All right, last question from Jax365. He's he's going at me. Daniel talked about Ten Hag not sticking to his style of football on Twitter. Is this a perfect example of Haram Tuchel, Harambo Tuko affecting him? Does he know managers can train players on the training pitch? So quickly, what I said was, if Manchester United have hired Ten Hag, to play a bo- a more ball dominant style, mm-hmm. then in these last two games or, or three, it, really, where Manchester United have played better and gotten results, they haven't been a ball dominant team. They've been playing no, on the counter attack, which means is he betraying the goal to get points? If the goal is we want Manchester United to, to dominate the ball, not to play Arsenal on the counterattack, but to be the one who imposed themselves on the other team. And I was asking, is that a smart tactic? Maybe he was just trying not to get sacked after losing the first two games, so he just flips a switch and it's like, let me just get points. But I'm like, is that the best strategy? Because Pep 
I don't think ever betrayed his style of football f- for points. Wait a minute. Yes, he, well, betrayed he? his style of football is not the right term for it. But he Pep definitely scaled things back. Re- Pep, remember but, that? But remember the, that first season. Remember that first season where he starts trying to play inverted fullbacks with Gail Cliche and Bakary Sagnan and goes, "These fullbacks ain't <laughs> they ain't got it." Let me go get Carl Walker for fifty. What he tried it is the point. Well, that's the thing. Hasn't Ten Hag tried his style of football? For two games. For two games. Like Pep and they, was, and they, was, and they lost 4 0 inverted the whole season. And they lost 4 0 to Brentford. So he had to change things. I, I've look, I've spoken I've spoken to Ten Hag about this on more than one occasion already. And he's he's described wow. Manchester United as a work in progress. I said the name drop. <laughs> you're gonna ask me about questions about Ten Hag. I'm gonna tell you what I've talked. Of course, of course, of course. I, I'm um, not saying so, it's a bad thing. It's, it's so cool. after so after the victory against Southampton, I said, look, I said, Mr. Ten Hag, it, you very much seem to be playing in wide areas, particularly through your fullbacks. Um, does it concern you that your central midfield is a bit weak? What's the fact? Went, no, I'm not concerned about it. I absolutely believe my players can do that. But at the moment, we're a work in progress, so we have to progress the ball via our fullbacks and our wide players. Ten Hag knows Ten Hag knows the style of football he wants to play. He's he's constantly talking about things being clear and he constantly says this is the standard and this is the demand. And he knows what he wants to do eventually. But also I think he understands that if he doesn't get some points on the table, he's gonna get be out of a job. And he also understands that Manchester United is huge and he needs to get buy in. So he's going to be he's gonna apply checks and balances. I think that is also the big reason as to why Ten Hag is the Manchester United manager right now and not Mauricio Pochettino. Because when Pochettino's in charge, he's not going to change things. He's going to be like, you either learn how to press or we die together. Um, and as you've seen <laughs> it, and as you see as you saw at PSG, they died together. So thank you guys for listening to Talking Tactics. Half hope, where can people get you? Half hope Carl. You can find me over in the athletic. I'm at Daniel to look. All the links are in the description. Remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can f- check us out on Patreon. Have hope and I will probably figure something out in the week. And yeah, have fun watching the Champions League, guys. And we will see you guys next week. Peace. Oh, what, what am I doing? Talking Tactics Podcast. Sometimes funny. Sometimes serious. But always football. Why do you know, what, You guys make it musical all the time. Peace, peace, peace. Peace out. Peace, peace. Everybody peace, always peace. sings it. I'm like, why are y'all singing? Sports Social Podcast Network.